Welcome to the HitchedMag.com podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined again with Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. We are going to uh, discuss breaking the vicious cycle of control in marriage today. Um, this is a topic you brought up. And um, to get things started, I guess people first need to know what are some of the classic signs of someone who is a controlling spouse. It's pretty darn basic, Steve. It's someone who is always telling you what to do and how to do it and gets upset with you if you don't. So it ranges from the real easy, you know, why are you stacking the dishes that way? You're supposed to do it this way, to uh, the more aggressive, can't you do anything right? Or things like, you know, was it too much to ask to have dinner started at 6.30? Those are all actually very controlling um, ways to deal. Hmm. Those seem like very subtle things, the, the where's my dinner kind of stuff. It does seem subtle, and it would be if there weren't the, the upset attached to it when dinner isn't there. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And, and do we, I mean, do we want to try to control people? I mean, that seems like it would be an unhealthy situation um, when you're in a relationship, particularly like a loving re- relationship, um, throwing that control onto somebody else. It does, doesn't it? But, you know, I think that, that relationships, especially marriage, brings out both the best and the worst in us. And, and the worst would be, if you will, not the absolute worst, but the stuff that, that we really would prefer not to have in a relationship is the controlling stuff. And we do it not because we're nasty or mean or want to hurt our, our mate, but it's really because somehow your environment is going out of whack. Your, your, your world is going out of control. So, you know, things are buggy at the office. Uh, the traffic was dismal. Um, your, your suit got messed up at the cleaners, whatever. I mean, that kind of stuff. And what happens is, since we can't control those things, we try to control what's closest to us. Gotcha. And it's not really consciousy for a lot of people. It's, it's just a way to somehow get a hold of your own anxiety. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when everything else is out of whack, you control the things that you can in your life. And exactly. And your, your spouse in a lot of cases. Exactly. I mean, if we took it to the extreme, like in an individual's life, well, something called obsessive-compulsive disorder, you know, where you, for example, we've seen it in the movies, you know, somebody has to straighten out the, the tin cans or, or yeah. whatever yeah. over and over and get the towels within an inch of, or an inch, heck, within a millimeter of <laughs> being perfectly aligned. Those are actually ways of trying to soothe your own anxiety. Mm, okay. It feels better when things are the right way. Gotcha. But when you do it on people, it can be very harmful, especially in a loving relationship. Okay. Now, when you're trying to get control of your life and you do th- do that or attempt to do that through controlling your spouse and that doesn't work, um, what can we do to get some order in our lives? First of all, remember that it's your spouse. Yeah. It's not your boss and it's not your child. It's your spouse. So you can say openly... You know, I, I, I really am upset and distressed when the house is messy or whatever. Can we work on this? In other words, you start to approach it from a, 
a common goal aspect, a cooperation aspect, where you're negotiating with your spouse. You're, you're trying to work with him or her instead of just sort of lay down the law. Yeah, okay. And so that's really how you go about it. But I'll tell you what gets in the way, Steve, is that we all, and this is true for all of us, we all think that our way is the right way. So we have to be willing to let go of that. <laughs> and that's usually the biggest hurdle. Wait a second. I thought my way was always the right way. <laughs> right? <laughs> there you go. And you can see how that messes things up in a relationship. If both people think their way is always right and the ways are different, then there's going to be power struggles, which is basically what control is all about. And it does literally rip a marriage apart. So you have to be willing to look at life and your relationship and say, you know what? There's probably a hundred different ways to do whatever this thing is, like stack the dishes or take out the trash or bathe the kids or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Okay. So can you give us an example of using compromise as opposed to control? Sure. Let me take a real common one, and and this is going to seem so like ordinary, but it it impacts a lot of relationships, is you want a clean house. You don't want a messy house. You want a clean house. And so instead of storming in at night and saying, you know, wow, what is this? There's stuff all over. I'm falling over things. This is horrible. It's to sit down with your spouse and agree on a common goal, clean house. It's more pleasant to live in. It smells better. Everybody can buy their stuff. Okay, fine. So you being the primary clean obsessed partner mm-hmm. would need to sit down and make up the list of what you think it takes to keep a house clean. But then ask your spouse, who's let's say the messy one, what they think about these clean house requirements. And they may want to change things. Of course, say, well, you know, I really don't think we have to wash the sheets every day. Sure. Okay? I think we could wash the sheets, you know, once a week, twice a week, whatever. Okay. And that's where you start compromising. You start saying, okay, I can live with that. Now, can you help me out with this? And so what you come up with is basically common goals and agreements about who's going to do what. And I literally mean agreements, not yeah. demand. <laughs> okay. You know, because let's say that, you know, your, your, your wife just hates to vacuum. She just hates it, that's all. And you don't mind vacuuming, but, but you really despise doing the toilets. Yeah. Okay, and she goes, well, I don't really mind that that much. I stick on a, a face mask and gloves and, you know, here we go. Sure. So you do it that way. And then all of a sudden what happens, it's the most wonderful thing, Steve, is you're working together. You now have an ally. So the world isn't against you. And so it's important then to remember that if you have a certain way that you dust and your partner has their way of dusting, uh, again, it comes down to a compromise as opposed to trying to control how they do their job, correct? Exactly. And if, it's, if, they've, if you guys t- together have decided that you know, your partner is going to do the dusting, then you have to leave it be. You have to let them dust the way they want to dust, even if that means you put blinders on and walk out of the room. <laughs> Which is probably better for some people, right? <laughs> it is probably way better for some people, you know? I mean, it's, it's just, you've you got to look at what's more important, my relationship or an infinitely well-dusted, according to my rigid rules, mm-hmm. room. Yeah, because that yeah. can be just as controlling as doing other things in the relationship. Absolutely. And what you'll find, Steve, is that when you relinquish some of that, you know, my way or the highway stuff in areas like cleaning the house and so forth, you will settle down yourself and feel better and you actually feel like you have more of a relationship. And and this compromise stuff, I'm assuming this will then help with your frustration levels and kind of help you feel like you've, you're getting control back in your life, huh? 
Interestingly enough, it does. It's, it's a, one of those paradoxes. By giving up control, you actually start to feel more in charge. Okay. Because things start happening more like you actually want them. But without your beating up people, you know, mentally and emotionally, to get them that way. Which is interesting because it's it's through compromise that you begin to get things in, in order in the way you want them, even though if whereas if you tried to control and push your views and your methods uh, around in your environment, it'd probably be not as close to how you really wanted it than if you do these compromising techniques. Exactly, because the other person, you know, your partner is going to go, excuse me, but yeah. my way's right. Yeah. You know, whether they do it subtly with, you know, kind of passive-aggressive by just, oh, I forgot, you know, and stuff like that. Or they're overt, and you guys get into screaming matches, which doesn't help anybody. No, no. Well, Noel, uh, did, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Just that it's, it's really a, a personal maturity thing to give up that idea that your way is right. And, and it's, it takes a lot of sort of, you know, self-awareness to recognize that everybody thinks their way is right. And so it's, it's, I think, a really cool personal growth thing when you can take yourself in hand and start recognizing that, you know what, there really are more than one way to do this thing and to be more interested in sort of working with people, especially your spouse, than demanding that absolute rigid control thing. Yeah, I I I couldn't agree with you more. And this is one of those you know ongoing things that we just have to continue to grow as people and pay attention to our relationships and pay attention to how uh, our behaviors affect our spouses. So um, this is another. And the nice thing is that you are in control of yourself, mm. meaning that you can change your own behavior. You can decide that a happy, thriving relationship is more important to you than you know the way the towels are lined up. We do have that measure of control over ourselves, and that's where we should exercise it. Yeah, and that's and that's where you can really gain, regain control of everything is controlling yourself instead of trying to control everybody else around you. There you have it. There you go. And on that note, I think that's a, a great place for us to wrap things up this week. So thanks, Noel. Thank you, Steve. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, too. Um, for everybody listening, Noel Nelson is a relationship expert, speaker, and author. Her most recent books are Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships, and you can find information on her books at yourmanaswonderful.com. She also has her own website, uh, www.noelnelson.com. Uh, Noel is also on Twitter. You can follow her there at Dr. Noel Nelson. Uh, I myself am on Twitter at Hitched Media. And Noelle is also a regular contributor to Hitched, and she is on the Married Life Network. And uh, Noelle, I was—I uh, just found this out yesterday that we have now virtual gifts on the Married Life Network. And oh, how cool! Yeah, so you can actually give your spouse a, a, a gift. So that's kind of that's kind of cool. So, anyways, I be, have wonderful. Yeah, so be sure to check that out, and uh, please write into us. Uh, we love getting your letters and. Uh, hopefully we're answering them um, in a timely manner for you and, and helping you guys out. And we'd love to uh, see your contributions on the Married Life Network. We'd love reading the, what you guys post on the forums. So thanks once again, Noel. Thank you, Steve. All right. Bye, everybody.
Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.